How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We've spent a lot of money on players and, um, you know, that's not always the answer to rush back out and spend more. That said, there are, you know, obviously a lot of attractive players out there and some impact players out there. And um, we'll get together and figure out what's possible, what's not possible, and figure out all the best uh, different approaches to this offseason. Theodore Epstein, Cubs baseball poncho. And that that off season's here. That uh, the spending season's here. The the ATM, the Scott Boris ATM, is ready to accept your deposits. That's what it is. Rosenblum and Spiegel Saturday suckage. We're here for another couple hours. Full bowl today on the Wake and Bake Club. We have some Wake and Bake highlights coming up, including the idea of we need to get Saturday suckage. We need to get that a strain of pot named Saturday suckage as it approaches here. The, um, the issue at hand, uh, we have a texter who said, I didn't think anything could suck worse than the, this show, but the bulls do We'll discuss that <laughs> with Schuster at 1225. But you heard Theo, you heard the off seasons here. And I know you and Bruce and inside the clubhouse were discussing who and what and how much money. And then you saw what the Cole Hamels drew smiley, you take this guy, you do that guy kind of thing. I don't know where you stand, so why don't you share with the class? There's Harper. Mm-hmm. There's no Kershaw. There's Machado. There is... A.J. Pollock in center field. And there is D.J. LeMayhew. D.J. LeMayhew at and, second base. And you were dealing with threatened penury by the Cubs of saying, God, if everybody gets healthy... If Contreras doesn't suck, if Bryant's healthy, if we're, we're they're not even going to deal with Addison Russell, that he's going to go away. If Darvish comes back, if Chatwood comes back, if we get what we we paid for, we don't need to add anything. That's kind of one of the stances. What do you believe, and what would you support, or what would anger you most? Mm, there's a lot of questions there. Yes, there are. Um, well, we I... have a segment to fill. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take. Should I take my pick? I'll grab a couple of them. Go through all of them. Um, I believe. Let's see. Let's see. What, let's go go with what I want first. Uh, that's fine. It's that's up to me, right? Start, yeah, it is. Okay. I want them to sign Bryce Harper instead of Machado because instead why? of anybody. Oh, <laughs> instead of anybody. All right. Because he is the best offensive player on this market by a wide margin. He's got a career OBP of just under four hundred, a career OPS of nine hundred. Mm-hmm. He just had a bad year where his OPS was eight ninety three, and he had thirty five homers. That's the bad year he just gave you. Um, and he's going to spend the entire season at the age of twenty six. This is not a thirty year old free agent that you're buying bad years on the back end, theoretically. And I do believe that he wants to be here from people that I have 
talk to, and I'm not saying his Instagram followers when he wears a Bulls shirt yesterday. And has a dog named Wrigley. A dog named Wrigley. Uh, Shep unearthed, Nick Shepkowski unearthed a picture of him wearing a Blackhawks shirt Uh from a couple years ago at a supermarket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe my favorite bit of um, information came this morning from a woman who texted the show. I didn't even share this this morning. So this is actually breaking news. (sighs) Breaking. Dun, 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 dun. A a woman, a a Cub fan who now lives in Jupiter, Florida dated a member of the Washington Nationals coaching staff last year. So okay. I, All right. I, no, I, saw, I saw Bull Durham. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Bull Durham. Right? And he told her several times unprompted, oh, yeah, Harper's going to be a cup. Oh, yeah, Harper's going to be a cup. That's last year, spring training. Okay? So add that to your your clues if you'd like i love that it's it's That's fun true yeah we got the gossip column working we got e-channel here yeah. we got instagram there and we have actual baseball stuff with, right with hard hard stats I, well and 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 the other thing is this what are you what are you right. what have you decided to become when the ricketts has bought you and they sorted out what they had and figured out what they were going to do with uh, with Jim Hendry and what they were going to do with the ballpark, how they were going to finance it. Then they made the decision, okay, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to build ourselves Fenway, Fenway Midwest with all of those kind of revenue streams, and let's go get the guy who wins. Mm-hmm. And that's Theo. So that, that, well, then what you've decided to be, and now you're going to get a TV network too, and I know that those details are sketchy so far. We don't know exactly how that's going to go, but it, it's besides the point. You are a big market behemoth. You have turned yourselves into Evil Empire C or D, if you want to give the Dodgers C. Evil Empire A was the Red Sox. The Yankee or A was the Yankees. Excuse right. me. The Red Sox became Evil Empire B. Had to. Had to and chose and to. Had, and had the wherewithal to do that. Correct. Yeah. And and monetize their ballpark to the point that they can continue to do it right. as they do, as they did when Theo was there, as they do without him. And you are now that. So what do you do when you're in the middle of your winning window? Smack dab in the middle. You do not stop. You do not find frugality. You do not um, willingly think, well, we might be good enough to get away with it. That's not what you have chosen to be. And that's not why Theo Epstein decided to come here. You throw good money after bad. Yeah, you you screwed up. So you would be angry. If they used the salary cap or the luxury tax, which essentially is a salary cap, uh-huh. you would be angry if that came up in any discussion. Well, no, it, it it can come up in discussion, and then you can dismiss it, and you can find other ways. <laughs> Not no, care about. Let, it. No, let it come Run up in discussion. Stop sign, and then do things to help you, like dealing Drew Smiley's money to help you with Cole Hamels. Get rid of Tyler Chatwood's money. Eat some of it as you... He's got no no trade clause to anybody. Find somebody to take Chatwood. Eat some of that money. Let me ask you this. How much over the tax threshold in 2018 do you think the Boston Red Sox were? $25 million? $37 million. The okay, Red Sox. So I was off by a, a utility outfielder. <laughs> you're off by twelve million. You're off, actually you're off by a Chatwood, a, a, sing, Chatwood. a single Chatwood. Let me tell you something. Thirty-seven about him. million. Okay, but thirty-seven million over. This is what you do if you are an evil Wait, empire. You keep freaking going when you are in the middle of your window, and I think they will. So I think that's what I want them to do, and I think they will close the deal on Bryce Harper, even without the TV network, which I think is going to. I think that is going to be a face plant 
based on what happened with the Doyers and how nobody can see Doyer games. Nobody wants to pay that premium. The Cubs are a little different because this is Chicago. But you can't be the Cubs and Crane Kenny and brag about all the new clubs you're opening, mm-hmm. the hotel you're opening, right? Everything you own, you're playing. You've, you're playing Ricketts-Opoly with everything out there. You can't. I agree with you. Can't do that. Whatever the luxury tax is, you have to win now. And you wonder if he can't do it. Would that prompt Theo to leave? Well, that's what I'm if saying. He can't make now. Theo's free agency spending, going back to Boston, has been pretty awful in a lot of places. Very expensively awful. Whether he was forced to get Carl Crawford or not, whether Larry Lucchino said we need him, whether that was the the you know John McDonough saying, I don't care, go mm. bid against yourself for Alfonso Soriano kind of thing. Mm. But the the idea that the luxury tax cannot figure in because you were in your window is absolutely right. Then it comes down to your player evaluation, and that's been a problem. Absolutely. Because but I want to come back to the Chatwood thing. Okay. You're, eating Chatwood money won't get him out of here. You're going to have to pull a Stan Bowman. You know how they got rid of Patrick Sharp's money? They gave away a good young defenseman in the deal. Sure, yeah. They gave you know how they got rid of Brian Bickle's money? I know. Tavo Teravainen. Well, they just did that with this Smiley Hamels trade. There's a player to be named attached as well for both of them, and they'll use that to compensate wherever they think the value fell short. Tyler Chatwood will cost you Ian Happ. You can't get rid of that money. Mm. If you're going to eat part of the money, it'll cost you a lesser player than and more of a prospect. But if you want, if you want to just. I want all the Tyler Chatwood money gone. You have to give me in half. It well, has to be something like that. Make it Albert Almora because you need room in the okay. outfield. You need room in the outfield got anyway. An hour and 50 minutes to fill. I'll right? make it Albert Almora. You, you, need, you need room in the outfield anyway. You know, I, if you sign I'd, Harper, what are you going to do about your outfield? Uh, you're you're going to move one, if not two, of those Shorter. young guys. Yes, because you are also concurrently realizing that you can't wait for the talent to equal the production you think it ought to. And Theo you said that. And you said exactly that at the end of the year. Yeah. So you're going to pick. Um, I, I think Almora is what he is, a terrific defensive outfielder who is slow, so he's not like he's a really great base runner, who can hit certain kinds of righties. And <laughs> those those who throw meatballs, I and, mean, right? right? And can hit lefties okay, but not for power. So what is that? He's a fourth or fifth outfielder. I know he's your first ever first round draft pick, and you absolutely love his makeup. But he is what he is. If there's value out there for Albert Almora, go ahead and reap it in. If I have to include Albert Almora in my basketball style trade to get rid of Tyler Chatwood, I'll do it. So yeah, I think they're going to clear away some some guys who they don't want to wait for anymore and i think they're going to bring in the biggest fish there is okay so let's be let's imagine ourselves let's play theo epstein which we do we're not in real life but we do on the radio anyways if you were going to get rid of chatwood's money and you wanted to play you wanted to shoot the moon for this thing Mm. and shoot the moon does not mean you you there's no brian involved there's there's none of the guys you'd think so no brian no Contreras, at least not yet for me None of those guys are leaving. No Hendricks. None of those guys are leaving. No Baez. Nuh-uh, no Rizzo. But if you include Schwarber to an American League team, mm-hmm. you have suddenly you're not looking to just dump 
Chatwood, you have a little more leverage because it's an American League team. Who or what might you do? Where might you leverage that to get what you think you, Matt Spiegel, think you need for the Cubs next year? Who or what team might I yeah, look where, at? Yeah, where might submit? I mean, all of a sudden the Indians are looking to trade some guys. That's exactly right. It's exactly bring, right. Is Corey Kluber attractive to well, you? Well, Carlos Carrasco. Okay. Um, it, it, yes, absolutely. All the hard seas. Right. It, and if you'd like, and they, they might need to deal Edwin Encarnacion, a corner the infielder slash DH, who has a lot of power but has too much money uh, on his deal. So if they're going to get rid of Encarnacion, yes, Cleveland might be very interested in your Kyle Schwarber um, with, with some arms that could they could then send back to you. Yeah, can you imagine? Now you got me intrigued. What is Kyle Schwarber and Tyler Chatwood look in exchange for Carlos Carrasco if the Cubs also find a way to eat a bunch of the Chatwood money? Well, you right? conceivably you include Schwarber or Hap so you don't have to eat the money. But if you include Schwarber and you're getting the quality talent back, you're getting an arm like Carrasco or Kluber, whatever might be, however big this deal might be, then you are going to have to eat some money. But I just thought I'd run that by you as, as sort of you, you get to play real GM or general manager. <laughs> well, if I'm going to do that, I also I, I have a lot of things that I want to do as general manager. <laughs> we I have got, an hour and 45 minutes for you to do that. I got we have Schuster in 10 minutes. A lot of things, a lot of ideas. I want a great uh, middle infielder who can really truly defend like Andrelton Simmons out there in, in L.A. who's got two years left on a $58 million deal, so it's about seven or eight mil. But I don't know if the Angels are, are going to try and go for it again uh, this you year. you like Baez at short and D.J. LeMahieu at second? I think Baez is incredibly valuable and outstanding at either shortstop or second base. Okay. I think you you leave yourself open. If you're going to sign a guy like LeMahieu to play second, great. Leave Baez at short. If you're going to sign a guy like Jose Iglesias, to be a brilliant defensive shortstop, move Javi back to second. This is the uh, the value you have in him. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. You are going to end up having to pair some of these guys because number one most expensive cub for the luxury tax is John Lester. Number two, three, and four are Hayward, Darvish, and Chatwood. Oops, babe. Oops. Although babe I can't say right. that about Hayward. I love I love Hayward. Look, I, you know what? Talk about Cubs giving. Oh my God. That that speech. Yes. That was worth $184 million hey. because he ended it. That was that was forever. Sure. That's what he did. And John Lester was once Joe Madden stopped playing. See, that's a dangerous part of it. Joe Madden with he loves a flexible team. When it gets too flexible and he thinks he's pitching brilliant, it's a Rubik's Cube that that somebody has pulled out some of the color squares, and that's what happens to him in October sometimes. That scares me. But John Lester's been worth it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Jason Hayward, I can't say not. They won a World they Series They won a World Series him. based on his uh, defense leadership speechifying. Darvish is hurt, and I, I don't know if... S- Soft or honest is the the right description because he is painfully honest to the point where people think he's soft. Tyler Chatwood was was what a whiff right now. But if you're in your window, can you afford to bring him along? How much patience can you afford to have if you're Theo Epstein? In terms of Darvish? In terms of those two guys 
for starters. Yeah. Schwarber again, because this is a guy, this is a gentleman, not a general manager, this is a president of the team that said, we have to value production over projection. What, what they want is the kind of guys that Houston has, that Boston has, guys who will swing for the fences on the first two strikes, and then when there's two strikes, will adjust and will become much more contact-oriented. Like, That's Disco Tony Rizzo. Absolutely. They want a team full of Rizzos or Mookie Betts's or J.D. Martinez's. Well, that'd be good. Right? Those guys are all <laughs> awfully good. Or Justin Turner's. Justin Turner. Like, I mean, I'm not just talking about the very best. There's, there's certain guys who know how to be malleable and can give you multiple approaches as an offensive player. And Kyle Schorber has proven by now that it's just not there. No. Justin, it's not. No, it's not. It's the same swing. It's, yeah. It's Justin. Uh, Justin Turner, I don't know. He's, is he flexible enough to play for ZZ Top? Could you imagine him? I would think he could play on their softball team. <laughs> I keep waiting for him to swing the bat in a circle is like that, the guitarist. Yeah, did. there you go. Yeah. How does he not have ZZ Top walk-up music? Of all the guys, that's it. That, that would be the one. He that might, would be Justin Turner. He might not know who they are. Hashtag old. Wow. Sorry. But we keep hearing it. You know what I keep hearing? And I, maybe you know more about music playlists. Every week I drive in mm-hmm. to do this show, I hear Sweet Child of Mine. Every week. Um, on, is it a Saturday thing? On, all it's, over the it's dial. On, it's on a CD in your car. It is not. Oh, okay. Is, I have the CDs. It is not. <laughs> neither Axel, neither Guns nor Roses are on my. <laughs> but I hear Sweet Child of Mine. Is that... Is it mandatory? Is that is that the program director's bingo card uh, every week? It has to be. That's a good question. I don't know. You think they, they do they fit a few different formats? Is that what's going on here? It, now, it all would. Of a sudden? On, on what I listen to in my range, um, and even at the the death of a station I used to listen to, I have it spread out, but I always hear you know, it. That's that's the one that hunts you down. Yes, it does. Interesting. I, I always hear that. Okay, so. We're going to we're going to take a break from intelligent baseball talk, and we're going to get back to sucking as we welcome in David Schuster after this break. We'll talk Bulls. They suck. David Schuster is the right guy to talk about them. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. 40 feet away, wide to the right. Belt high, right hand dribble, turns, face fly right, the fade, the fire, Remy, no. The back tap, Holiday left side three, no. Three seconds to go. Clayton fakes left, goes right, shot blocked by Turner at the buzzer. Oh my. And the ball game is over. Right here on the score, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington. The Bulls lost the Holiday Blakeney game, David Schuster. You just can't lose the Holiday Blakeney game and think you're going to make the playoffs. Good tank win. Good tank win, guys. Way to go. David, how are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, Yeah, they're 2-7, 0-3 this week. Chance for, what, the hat trick plus one tonight. James Harden finally back in a Rockets uniform um, after his injury. 
Hasn't been a good week. I mean, they were blown out by Golden State on Monday, close loss to Denver on Wednesday, close loss to Indiana last night, likely another loss tonight against Houston. So, no, it has not been a good week for the Bulls. But, I mean, really, what are you going to do? They're, they're minus four of their players. They weren't all that great to begin with. And, and when you take four of your rotational players, two starters, you're probably your, your sixth man in Bobby Portis, although he was starting as well. And then Valentine, also a rotational player. I mean, honestly, you have no chance, pretty much. So I'll give him an A for sort of, a, or maybe a B for effort for at least last two games. But uh, again, you're, you're just behind it when you just don't have the players. But at least they they tried, and they, and that mm-hmm. indicted them when they were going every other game. We'll we'll give a damn. Uh, they they played two games in a row where they actually expended effort, and I think they indicted themselves. Why hasn't that been there every game? It's kind of passive aggressiveness anarchy. We'll play when we want. And I think it indicts Fred and it indicts Gar and Pax. And it just, how do you judge these players? Why aren't they playing hard? And the players themselves. I just think it's an awful thing to see. If you're not, no matter how bad you are, you can give effort. And I just don't think that's, that's part of their DNA every night yet. Do you know why it's not? Uh, no, but they're not the only team in basketball. I mean, come on. And, and listen, you can say the same thing about the Blackhawks if you want to. There's a lot of games where you don't see the 100% effort play. by them. We're not going to do the whataboutism. I just want these guys to play, David. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, again, I, I think every team in every sport does not give it 100% all the time. You'd like for it to happen, but it just doesn't happen all the time, Rosie. Um, you know, and again, more than anything else, they're just behind the eight ball. You can't, what, do you think they're going to beat Golden State no matter how hard they tried the other night? There was absolutely no chance. They could have played that game a hundred times and lost a hundred times. Um, you know, better effort, obviously, against Denver, better effort, obviously, last night, but still behind the eight ball. You just don't win in pro basketball unless you got the players, the horses. And right now, let's face it, they do not. I, uh, I'm still giggling internally uh, and a little bit externally at the fact that you wanted to go with the cliche, give them an A for effort, but you could. <laughs> yeah. You had to well, adjust. Okay, no, no, know, Dave, it, I'm, it, not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at it, you. It's like they, you had to adjust and give them a B for effort because yeah, they don't, they don't well, deserve I mean, an A. They don't deserve an A for effort. Uh, no, very few do. I mean, listen, I never saw A's in my report card, so who do you think I'm going to hand them out? Well, um, the guys that matter, of the guys that matter, um, we're, we're seeing some good things. We're seeing... Tell me about Zach Levine in terms of his ability to make plays for other guys and actually set them up, which I didn't think he was very interested in, frankly, uh, nor necessarily capable um, of. I'm seeing it a lot, a, a bit more than I expected. Well, he's capable. I mean, he's pretty much an all-around player. Let's face it, first and foremost, he's a scorer, Matty, uh, and he can do that very well, witness his 30-point performances in, what, his first four or five games. Now, last night he had a little bit of an off night, and he was guarded pretty well, but if he's going to get double-teamed, which he will, he's smart enough to know that there's somebody open at other spots on the floor, and so he'll feed them. Um, His first and foremost, Thing when he's on the offensive end of the court is to score and I do like that he's going to the basket a lot more last night he didn't go as much because they were bottling him up and double teaming him but you know I like what I see from Zach Levine I don't think there's any question about that and I think he'll only get better as the team gets better Wendell Carter Jr. honestly guys he's opening up my eyes um, you know he's better 
in the pro level like a lot of players are than he was at the collegiate level. Now, obviously, he wasn't the first option at Duke. He's becoming more of an option here already in his first, uh, what are we, nine games into his NBA career. And he's only going to get better as his body fills out even more. And already he's pretty decent. Um, he's undersized against a lot of guys. He was undersized last night even against Indiana. Um, but I, but I, I just like what I see out of the guy. He gives full effort all the time. I do like what I see out of him. Obviously, Antonio Blakeney is right now coming off the bench and scoring like, like no tomorrow. Good for him. Jabari Parker, a little bit disappointed. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know how he fits in right now to what they're trying to do. Um, you know, he does have that second year, but it's a, a basically a team option. We're a long ways away from that. But right now, I just don't see him fitting into the picture. I don't know how it fit in from the start. And too much, it reminds me of of the Dwayne Wade signing of just sort of a big-time mind. I mean, at least Wade has the rings Jabari Parker doesn't, and I just don't like the I, I don't like the attitude. I don't like that what it I don't like what it does to starting lineup or the bench or whatever it is. I is there any chance that when everybody gets healthy, he's not here? Sure, there's a chance. I mean, you know, before this season's over. Uh, yeah, the trading deadline. I you know I I don't see it happening as of right now, but who knows. Injuries happen around the NBA. If somebody feels like they need a swing forward, a guy who can play both the three and the four and is mostly a scoring option because his defense, I don't care what they say, it just really is not that good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's at least a possibility. Like I said, it, you know, when they signed him, it really was a one-year deal. Um, and they had the money, and they had to get to at least the floor of the cap, and that's where it went to. Uh, I don't see him fitting in here in the long run, but you know, time will tell. Time, time answers every question that you have in the book, Rosie. And so as we go further into the season and things happen not only with this team but around the league, I think that question will be answered. David, I don't know if you were watching when Derrick Rose had 50. and then I did. Were you watching the, 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 at that moment? Well, I, 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 I saw all the highlights. You said, I, mean, I, I was at the Bulls game that night. But oh, yeah, right, of course. What, 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 what were, I'm just wondering what your thoughts were personally, because like I was asked that this week on Sports Talk Live and stuff, and it's just so freaking complex. When yeah. I, sat, I sat here and did radio every day for the entirety of his Bulls career, and my God, there was so many layers. There's so much nuance to it. It's just not simple. So a lot of things kind of rolled through my head as I was doing it. But I have to admit that the first thing I thought was, wow, good for him. Like, I, that's the first thing I thought before I got to everything else. Wonder about and, that was a, and that was the first thing I thought also, Maddie, because, listen, I'm a basketball junkie, uh, admittedly. And w- what Derrick Rose did in his MVP season here in Chicago was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you, you saw a special, special talent. Now, did I like a lot of the things that happened with him after his injury, and he didn't come back. But that was more so, to me, some of the people behind him making those decisions for him. I think he's more of a, you know, he's more of his own man now, as opposed to when he was initially with the Bulls, you know, four, four five, six years ago. So I was happy for him from a basketball standpoint. Unfortunately, he only played five minutes last night with, you know, I guess a bad ankle, and who knows what's going to happen even further down the road now with injuries. But I was really happy for him. He's worked really, really hard to get back to the level that he at least was the other night. Uh, again, from a basketball standpoint, I was happy for him. And, you know, listen, I'm jingoistic. I'm a Chicagoan through and through. 
And uh, he is from Chicago. I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. So I was just happy for him from that standpoint as well. This hour was brought to you by Webb Ford. Searching for a great deal on Fords in Chicago. Visit Webb Ford in Highland, Indiana. And the bottom of the hour was brought to you by Northwestern Basketball. Coach Collins at Northwestern Basketball return to the new Welsh Ryan Arena this season. Don't miss your chance to catch the Wildcats. Season tickets on sale at nusports.com. David, down the stretch, the Bills have shown some awful, the capability of awful possessions. And, and one, you know, they can go a minute with a lead and not score, and suddenly they don't have a lead anymore. They have whatever, whenever it comes time to get what they need, and they help the idiot Pacers, uh, foul, like, foul Blakeney when he was uh, shooting a three, but they've had some awful possessions, which I understand when you're shorthanded, might go that way. But when they involve Zach Levine, because he's a core guy, that irritates me and concerns me a little. Have you noticed any pattern, any similarities, any reason why those are such issues? Well, I'll say this. Teams that are not good are going to find ways of losing games. I just hate to say it because I've seen it too many times over too many years, especially in the NBA, and that's what the Bulls are right now. They're not a very good team for obvious reasons. Um, Levine tried to take over some games at the end, and sometimes he's going to be able to do it, and often he's not, especially if he's going to be double teamed like he was in instances, especially in the fourth quarter last night, um, they have to find other options. You know, it's it's one guy, unless your name is Michael Jordan or somebody like that, you're not going to be able to take over games, especially at – and Michael even missed some end-of-game situations. Never. Also. Never. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Oh, my he God. Did. What heresy. Trust me, he did. Um, so you just have to have more than one option. And don't forget – Jordan, a lot of times in his career, he fed Steve Curry, fed John Paxson. you got to be able to have confidence in your other teammates also. In due time, we'll see if that happens. Right now, the Bulls are what they are, and the record indicates as such. But uh, let's just see if or when Markin and Dunn, Portis, Valentine, they all come back, and they're more of a full complement of an NBA team. Let's, let's judge them then. For right now, they're not going to win very many games. That's pretty obvious. Did you see any movies, David? I did, and actually I'm curious if, if Maddie saw this one also. I did see Bohemian Rhapsody the other night. I have not I, I have not seen it yet. I have some dear friends who are dying for it and okay. ready for it. But then I, I read A.O. Scott's yeah. review in the New York Times, and yeah. I, I, now I cringe and I'm afraid no, to see well, it. No, well, okay, uh, l- l- let, me, let me start right there because I refuse to read cr- critics' uh, critiques until after I see a movie, because I don't want to be overly influenced. You, you know sort of in advance, oh, all right, they gave it one star, yada, yada, but I won't read their reviews. I read Richard Roper's review in the Sun-Times. He basically called it a comic book movie, um, you know, just comical. And honestly, I like the movie. So, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing here on the radio. Everybody's got opinions of movies. I'll just leave it as that. Um, but it was interesting. I didn't know all that much about Freddie Mercury and Queen. I knew I liked their music. They're definitely, um, they took chances. They were unique with uh, their musical abilities. But you liked and it. I'm, okay, good. Yeah, I did. I, overall, I did like it, Maddie, and I'm going to be curious what you think, because obviously you're in the music industry as well. So I'm going to be curious. It reminded me a little bit of like uh, when Van Kilmer did Jim Morrison, and um, a lot of critics I don't think liked that one either, but I did. And, uh, and, and I did like this movie overall. It's not a great movie by any stretch. The music for sure is great because I just love the music that Queen played uh, over all their time, you know, on, on, the, on the stage, if you will. Um, but I just, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, and so I'll be curious what you think because, again, you're in, inside the music industry yourself. 
All right, David, I will um, I will ask you this next week if we're on next week and maybe you'll have more, anything coming out before anything new, anything you haven't uh, seen. What, what's, the, what do the, you what, need what, to see? Well, I, I think uh, what, what I forget the title, the girl with the spider tattoo or whatever it is. Spider the girl with tattoo. the dragon tattoo series. Yeah, I knew I knew it was a tattoo. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, the girl with the <laughs> itsy bitsy spider. The girl with the tramp stamp. <laughs> I believe right. is what it's called. Well, David watches those movies too. <laughs> All right, David. Thanks for your time. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. See you, David. I, I, I have not seen the movie. The movie's out now called Beautiful Boy mm-hmm. uh, with Steve Carell as a dad and his son is an addict. But I can tell you I read the book called Beautiful Boy, uh, a memoir um, by a dad who's a writer and his son becomes a meth addict. And he proceeds to use his journalistic skills as a writer to do research and figure out what did I do wrong? What happened in his life? What the hell is it with addiction? Why is this working? What are we doing as a country? And it, the book beautiful boy is absolutely amazing. The movie, uh, I, the movie, I don't know. The movie's out now, but I know the movie is based on both his memoir and the son's memoir. The son is now 37 or 38 and he's written a few books. I'm glad he's alive. Yeah, there are a lot I of agree. people, I agree. I agree. So now the the movie is based on both of their memoirs. So I'm very intrigued to see it. But I can tell you, if you're looking for a book and that kind of subject matter in, in interests you, like a memoir with journalistic skills um, and about addiction and humanity, Beautiful Boy is an incredible book. All righty then. I'm looking forward to Fantastic Beasts. That's what me and Allie are going to see when she comes in for Thanksgiving. That's what she wanted to see. I got you. So we're talking. uh, I bring this up because the American Thanksgiving is very important for Canada's game. And we got to talk about Halloween. So we'll do that. Sahad of Sharma will talk Cubs with us. We'll run by everything that we thought of that we created a great Cubs team. We'll run by every trade by Sahad of Sharma. And we'll be general managers. And he'll say, yes, you guys are brilliant. You should have this job. And we'll say, we just want a good parking space. That's all. <laughs> Rosenblum and Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How is this not walk-up music? Maybe it will be. Get it to him. Get it to Justin Turner. I mean, it's perfect walker music for Justin Turner. Come on! You're angry. You guys! All right. I talked about the American Thanksgiving. Yeah, as opposed to Canadian Thanksgiving? Which is October. Okay? Okay. Now, there's a reason I talk about the American Thanksgiving, because all of my Canadian friends Uh call it the American Thanksgiving. Because the Canadian Thanksgiving is different. What the American Thanksgiving means, it determines largely Canada's game. It gives you the playoff teams. The Chicago Blackhawks will have a good idea come the American Thanksgiving whether they're going to be in the playoffs or not. In salary cap era from 2005, when they began the salary cap, to through last year. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, through the year before, before last year. 80% of the playoff teams, give or take were known. If you had a playoff spot on Thanksgiving, on the American Thanksgiving, you were in the playoffs. That tells you what the first quarter of the season is worth. 
and why this Western Canadian road trip the Blackhawks are on and sucking on. Oh, so bad. And they've they've been outscored 8 nothing in the third period in overtime in their last four games, uh, which is a really bad way to suck. They're slowing down late in games. Yes, they are. They are. And they're after dominating puck possession early. The one upside to this, because the Hawks are not in a playoff spot as of today. They play in Calgary tonight. The, so they're out of a playoff spot. Yes, right they now. are. But it's not Thanksgiving. The the things changed last year that a, instead of the year before were 14 of 16 teams that had a playoff spot on Thanksgiving made the playoffs. You're talking 89%. That's better than aces. That's better than pocket aces. Last year was about 69%, 11 of 16 teams. So there was a lot of fallout. The Blackhawks were not in a playoff spot, despite Corey Crawford's best efforts on Thanksgiving. By the time Thanksgiving finished, they were out of a playoff spot, and they stayed out, especially when Crawford got hurt. But there seems to be a little more volatility this year the way there was last year. Around the league or within the Hawks? Yes. <laughs> I, I Well... I'm getting I'm getting resigned to Suckage. some uh, yeah I'm getting resigned to some ugly Blackhawks truths the more we go here, and I'm I'm disappointed because I got call me fooled by the early start and I know you did actually um, you said hey you I know tried wait to a minute point it out to you yeah you did um, but but I think a couple things might be true and yet I should still be resigned to some sad truths I think. Well, first of all, it is true, technically, that Patrick Kane is off to one of the greatest starts of his career, mm-hmm. right? And the bottom six forwards are not. Okay. Yeah, and I think it is true that Jonathan Taves uh, looks better and has been revitalized, has, has had a terrific offseason. That's true. Okay. I think it is true that Corey Crawford has come back and he's playing better than I expected when he came back. Or at least he's play- he looks mostly like Corey Crawford. Is Small it? sample size, good. Okay. But yeah, I'm with you. So, But what's sad is that I think all those things are true, and yet they're still not a good team. <clears throat> Welcome to Saturday Suckage. Right? Welcome to Saturday. They need depth scoring, which used to be a hallmark of when these teams did well. They do, have a, they do an excellent job. That's why you saw Nick Schmaltz benched. Yeah. Because if he can't score, one goal in the first month is not going to cut it. You, you get to sit down. And Brandon Saad need more from you. They need more depth scoring. Anyways, I just wanted to address that. The American Thanksgiving. Did you, uh, I love that phrase. You, you see what Coach Q had to say after the Edmonton game. He said, um, hey, Connor Murphy is uh, going to be coming back. Um, what, are you, uh, what, are you, uh, what, what, what are you going to do about his role? And he said, I look forward to having those concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning... I hate my guys right now. That's right. I hate my options right now. The way they're playing, moving the puck. What are they doing? What are they doing? Um, You know, I wanted to ask about Ruben's Halloween. He was a zombie for the second year in a row. He dressed up as a zombie or he was just No, no. He dressed up as a zombie. Here's what happened. Um, About a year and a half, about, you know, more than a year ago, he uh, had seen some cartoons with some zombies in it. Sure. And he realized that he, I don't know how many six-year-olds can do this, he can roll his eyes up in his head where you only see the whites. America's got talent. Uh, He can give you a zombie face and put his eyes up there, so all you see are the whites of his eyes, and it is horrifying. (laughs) And he knows it, and he likes it. 
He likes scaring so people. That's good. So he was a zombie last year, and he was a zombie again this year. And because he uh, can still roll his eyes. My uh, my wife, the fiery Latina, uh, his stepmom, did a hell of a job designing the costume. Like spending way too much time fraying the edges of the pants and like putting getting a shirt like a white long sleeve shirt and putting it in tea in in a in a, in a boiling pot of tea to make it dark and then like wow. ripping it and and then this is some attention oh, to detail this serious is, this yeah. is hollywood prop type Ta- stuff. taking some shoes that he doesn't really like she got him some vans at some point and he doesn't really like them so she took him she poked a bunch of holes in him and there's like dirt on him and stuff like really did it up and the kid is was very committed to the bit extremely committed and made himself an outstanding zombie so so and did did you end up with good candy uh i uh think so what do you do with the candy how do you dole how do you figure that out <clears throat> well it actually well he ended up with his mom as i have the the split custody right universe so i don't know okay. i'll see him tomorrow morning and i hope there's candy left over the i don't think there will be the best halloween story i've heard <laughs> yeah came from jerry buss the late Jerry Buss. Of course. Okay. So Jeannie's now running the team because she ousted her brother. There was really, you know, the whole palace intrigue kind of thing. Yeah. So there was Jim, John, and Jeannie, the the Jerry Buss's kids. Right. He would send them out on Halloween and have them come back in like an hour and a half. Jerry's telling the story. And he would have them come back, and then he would look at their candy, uh-huh. and he would pick out the ones he wanted, all the ones he wanted. And then he would say, all right. Now you need to go back and get more because he was a candy freak. He sent his kids out as candy pimps. He would just pimp, <laughs> pimp them out for candy. Dude, oh, and the had, Lakers. And he, right. And he would, he had, but this was that, that vice. This was that uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. It didn't have to make sense. Sure. It just had to be done. This was the bus it's family Halloween. It's because they're bringing it to him. Yes, they are. And he gets to pick what he wants. The kids can either have what's left over or he sends them back to the house. Wow. Go back to the houses that gave you this. And this is what he would do. Dude could have bought a Reese's factory. I'm not saying he did this when they were 35 and he owned the Lakers and the and the and opened the and the forum and opened the Stable Center uh-huh. and all that. Did Jack Kent Cook do this with his kids I, too? I don't remember. It's just a Lakers. He was pumping thing. out kids and it's in his 70s. Who, Jack Ken Cook? He what? was making kids in his 70s. Really? Yeah. Yes, he was. I, I was not aware of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. This was this was Mick Jagger-like staying power, stamina. This was an impressive thing. All right. We're going to we're gonna take a break from such nonsense and discuss serious baseball stuff mm. with Sahad of Sharma. And a little nonsense. He's, he's, got, he's got kids and probably stole candy from them. That's right. Send them out and get more candy. Candy. Saturday suckage. I think you people have figured that out already. Rosenblum and Spiegel, we suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.